cool. I guess we'll kind of wing it, but it's, we're just chit-chatting. We're just chit-chatting. That's the whole point, right? We be chatting. We be chatting. Welcome back, everybody, to Escaping Reality, the podcast where four lovely people sit down, we watch, and discuss reality competition shows. You guys, we are back. And you know what else is back as of today slash tomorrow, depending on when this episode comes out? Survivor. Season 42, highly anticipated, not quite as highly anticipated as season 41 was, but we're working with what we got. Times are turbulent. Things are eh. But we're here, as we have always been for the recent past, to just chill out for a minute and talk about some of our favorite shows. So today, we will be talking about the initial cast previews, I'll say, for season 42, basically just like the cast bios that are on the CBS website and the sort of little video profiles that they're releasing on social media for this new cast for season 42. Before we get into that, you know the drill. We are on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe there. We are on Spotify. You can follow us there. Please always leave us a rating and a review if you haven't done that already because we love you for it. And if you're on Instagram, which I'm going to go ahead and assume that you are, we're on Instagram at Escaping Reality Pod. We are on Twitter at ESC Reality Pod. And we are on TikTok at Escaping Reality Pod. And we're so excited to get into another season of Survivor. I was just saying to my brother today, I'm so happy to have structure on my Wednesdays again to break up the week a little bit with like an episode because you guys Amazing Race was not cutting it. That's a topic for another day. We must discuss though. Nick and I have two episodes left, but we will discuss. But how this is going to work is we're kind of just going to chit chat and we're going to run through each new cast member. Um, And again, just based on these sort of CBS cast previews and the cast bios that are on their website and give our first impressions. Simple as that. Um, I'm going to break it down just by what tribe they're in for some semblance of a structure, and we'll take it from there, and we'll just sort of see how everybody feels. So, season 42, cast looks great from all their pictures. We're going to start off by talking about the Vati tribe, putting a disclaimer here, sorry if I'm mispronouncing any tribe names, as well as any names of these castaways. Nick and I also watched them say their names twice today on Entertainment Weekly, so. Okay, cool. So we're, we're good. We'll be good. Um, so first up, we have the Vati tribe. Could not tell you what color that was. Uh, if someone wants to look it up on Instagram, please let me know. Looking at the Survivor Instagram, they don't have colors for the tribes, but they do have animals. Rude. Vati is a crab. Can I reveal the other animals when we get to those tribes? When we get to those tribes. Yeah. Yeah, please we'll have do. Um, but the first person that I have to talk about from the Vati tribe is Chanel. And I liked Chanel. Chanel, NYC girl. The girlies are here. She mentioned this sort of like negotiation mm-hmm. mastery course that she took at Harvard Business School. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that seems like it's going to fare very well. She seems like she has a very strategic head on her shoulders. She emphasized in her bio that she's like cultured and well-traveled. And I think the words that she used to describe herself were like cunning, competitive, and cultured. And so I'm digging the vibes all around. But right off the bat, I'm a little bit concerned that that like competitive, very bold, strategic nature might come across too clear and be a bit of a red flag. But those are my first impressions. I really, really liked her though. I really liked Chanel. The two things that me and Aggie watched today, she was a standout. She was really interesting to listen to. Don't take my notes. I wanted to see who she said, you (laughs) dumb bitch. Oh, hey. Okay, so for context, Nick and I watched an Entertainment Weekly video where they said who is their favorite Survivor player and, like, who do they want to play like? And Mm -hmm. she mentioned every black woman. Yeah, she literally just, like, went through the list. She's like, Tasha, Suri. um, Sabrina. Sabrina. Taj. Like, all these people. And I was like, go off. She was also like had this beautiful statement where she was just like, all of these black powerful women on this show inspired me to want to be on this show. And if I could just be that for a little black girl at home, that's what I want. And I was like, go off. I want nothing but good things for you. But I agree with you. And I think she has the danger of kind of coming across like Michaela in Millennials versus Gen X, where, like, people are going to be like, ooh, bitch is thinking strategy, bitch is a competitor, we got to watch out for her right away. 
So I'm hoping she's able to tone that down because I did really like her. Yeah, she was definitely one of mine to watch as well because of the negotiation thing and just how she even explained like how she plans to just kind of gather as much information as she can. And then also, I think in the bio thing on on the CBS website, I think she said she has seen all the seasons as well. So, you know, I think she has some in-depth knowledge. So, I mean, it sounds like she stood out to everybody. I just loved her energy. Um, She was basically like, women are the best. And I was like, hasn't that been my thesis statement since about episode 18 of this podcast? She also, we watched a video where it was like, why will you win? And she talked about how she is clearly a fan. There's a few kind of super fans among them, but she's like, I have read Reddit to be like, why did people think that person lost and stuff? And I was like, we love a prepared queen. I'm honestly not worried about her coming off too strong because I think she's going to be okay at finding her way to like talk to that other players and like not be too overwhelming. I think there's going to be way more obnoxious people on her team and she will be fine. And I think people will be like, oh, she's a voice of reason. I'm going to talk to her instead. And you'll see what I mean when we get to the rest of these people. Because I just looked at who else is on her drive. And I was like, ooh, fun. Yeah, literally a minute ago, I was like, yeah, I haven't yet taken into consideration, like, who's on a tribe with each other. And now that we're sitting and I'm looking at my notes again, I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, these things are going to cancel each other out. I will also say, before we get even deeper into this tribe, I really like a lot of the people on this tribe but then i really dislike two of the people on this tribe but i know which ones they are oh for sure you do this is the tribe that like as i was watching i had the most feelings towards these people whether that be positive or negative (laughs) um moving down the list the next person that i have from the vati tribe is daniel okay i hold on sydney come here Sydney, Sydney, you want to talk about it? Guys, no, she just Sydney the dog. As soon as she hears my voice, she thinks she's free to go eat her food, but we're actually practicing listening. Okay. Anyway, I think Daniel could be one of the people Nick was referencing. Maybe I don't know. Okay, but let's let's stay open minded because Aggie and my friend Tiffany, who made a guest appearance on the pod one time, her husband knows Daniel. And like got the email he sent people saying, I've been MIA because I was on Survivor. Like he was like in the inner circle <laughs> to get this info. But this is so I'm just gonna say he's our friend as well. Gabe is our friend, but he's married to Tiffany. But he said like he is pretty eccentric and like he knows it though. Like he has good self-awareness that like he's not for everyone. So and you know, he went to law school. So I I think he could surprise us, you know. But without any of that info, I would have been like, this dude is is <laughs> not going to be great. I think my my biggest takeaway was kind of just nothing. I was like, what is this man's vision? Like, it was a lack of clarity. I was like, he seems arrogant, but also self-deprecating. And I literally wrote, what is your vibe? What is your goal? I cannot read this man. Wait, so Anna, interestingly enough, Nick, I know you have thoughts. No, you're fine. Interestingly enough, in the Entertainment Weekly video where it was like, why would you win? He was like, because it's my destiny, like I survived cancer and Survivor helped me like survive cancer. And then he goes, but if any of the other players hear that about me, they're going to immediately vote me out. So like, maybe I won't win. And I was like, do you know why you're here? I felt the same way. I was like, I don't know if he knows the goal of this game is to actually win. I feel like he's just here for good vibes because he's like very into Survivor. Which if that's your goal, go off. Go off. Get your bag, whatever it is. I will say whoever, so we also watched a video and it, like and we said uh, earlier for Chanel that um, they said who their favorite player was. Anybody who picked Tony, Ozzy, or Joe immediately got a red flag from me. <laughs> and Immediately no. Immediately no. And Daniel picked Tony as his favorite player. There were a few guys. There was a so few who picked Tony. The red flags, they're coming. And I was like, okay, no. no I, it's, a re- it's a no from me, love. If it's you didn't no. pick a woman... You did it wrong. I'm <laughs> just, I'm going to be honest. If you didn't pick a woman, you're wrong. One other thing though. Um, yes, I agree that I'm not sure he knows exactly why he's there. Cause I just watched the um, Instagram video things, but I think he said just like, I don't know if I'm going to be the best. Like he, he seemed very like not that confident basically, but I think he has applied for like many years. Aggie, I don't remember what Gabe said, but I think like. 
10 years. So, Mike or Wilson maybe as old. Has, has applied for 10 years. I think it's Jackson. I don't, we're not at him yet, but I, that was said today on the videos. But I think Wendell's comment when we talked to him about how he just like applied and they keep you on standby, like they really do. And they're like, no, it's, it's now your time. And it's like, what? Now? And they're like, yeah, this is your moment. Say yes or say no, but we're done after this. So come on over to Fiji. We shall see. I also, you guys know me, sometimes I get caught up in like, why are they showing us this clip? Like, is it to throw us off and make us think that he doesn't know what he's doing and then he's going to be like brilliant out there? I don't know. I don't get that vibe from him in particular, but that's keeping an open mind. Okay. Next up on the tribe that whose name I already forgot. Vati. Vati. Um, we have Jenny. Jenny got three stars in my notes. I really got great vibes from Jenny. Um, in the clip that they posted on Instagram, they really emphasized like her relationship with her mother and growing up. And she's like, my mom was the OG tiger mom. And that molded me into being like a perfectionist. But I'm aware coming onto the island that I'm not going to be the best at everything. And my strategy is then going to be to pull back a little bit with that awareness. Um, she also was like, I just want to get one of those Jeff wows. And that made me laugh. Um, and then she also mentioned Lauren as a player that she wants to play like for that like social awareness. She said, I love to study human behavior. And to me, if you can cite Lauren as a player that you want to play like and recognize like the absolute brilliance of that social game, I'm on your team. I'm on board. I think she has a very um, well-rounded plan. She thought Tony's Winners at War season was a perfect game of Survivor, if that's a red flag. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she was giving me Edna vibes. Edna mod. The way she talked about the game. So, again, we didn't watch this. I should have watched the Survivor Instagram ones, but we decided to Google and see what else. We're getting different perspectives. It's great. And so she, to me, gave off, like, I don't want to step on any toes, which I think is smart. Um, I think she will have, like, potentially some, like, easy going vibes that I think will be helpful. And she seems pretty physically fit and like well trained to like go do things. Um, so I think that could also help her as well. I liked her. She gives me very passive vibes. And with that, it's giving me the trope of the, I'm going to follow the leader and not do much. And maybe like, we'll be surprised where she does do that for the beginning parts of the game. And then when we get to the merge, she like, it's like, okay, I'm in the merge. I can spread my wings a little bit, which I always love like that way of going to it. It's very Michelle Fitzgerald, if you will. That's just like kind of the vibes I'm getting from her. Very passive, very, I'm going to follow what this person tells me to do. And I'm not going to try and step on any toes to survive. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same page. So I'm not going to add much. Um, I just wrote down wants to play like Kelly Wentworth and more and Ashley Beck which are two solid people. So I do wonder like if the upcoming survivor players have seen more of these TikToks of these players, you know, all the behind the scenes and stuff. And just if they like, like sometimes I wonder with Lauren, even though she's amazing, is it like people loved her in her game or they're now starting to love her, you know? So that's a whole side conversation, but we shall see. That's a really good thought though. And I would love to like keep that in perspective. I like that. Next up is Hi. Hi also has stars in my notes. Nick, you look ready to speak. I mean, here's the thing. I know you're thing. here for the game, so here's I'm going to let you have thing. Hi is besties with who? With who? Ricard. Oh, <laughs> we already know my winner's pick. We already know my castaway of the week pick every single time. It's Hi, guys. Y'all, y'all, here we are. <laughs> Baby boy bringing home. Plus, he's hot. Plus, he's hot. Check, 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 motherfuckers. We got him. We got our winner. You guys, I love this player so much from the cast preview, but just for that, I'm like, he has to go home first. No! Because that is insufferable. The homophobia on this podcast? Oh my God. I, I cannot have that every week. The homophobia? I hated that a lot. I did hate it a lot, but I really liked Ty, but I hated what Nick just did. <laughs> I'll bring it down every week. I'll calm down. Will you? No, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to laugh if, like, after episode one, you're like, just kidding. I hate him. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, next, everybody come back next week and hear Nick's real thoughts. Because when I tell you, these are strictly superficial thoughts. <laughs> 
Um, what? Nick's, really? Nick's gonna come back next week and be like, "Ooh, I'm being <laughs> pro. He is not it." Right. Oh God. Oh I'm no. About to issue a redaction. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like actually to correct myself. Um, I'd like before. to go back on what I said, which is something that I never do. Because he's always said that. I'm, I've and I've always said this. <laughs> I've always said. This. Stacey, since you didn't talk about Jenny that much, want to go next? Yeah. Hi is up high on my list. <laughs> I was going to say high is high on my list. And I was like, that just sounds, you know, I like, but he seems very ambitious. That's what I wrote. He paid off his student loans by 26. Teach me how <laughs> I wish I had done that. I'm 31. Maybe now. he went into a career that paid better than ours do. Well, he's a data scientist. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, that means he got that coin. Bitch. <laughs> um, and he bought a house by 24. I forget where he lives, but he bought a house by 24. He's only 29. And me and Aggie can't even get a damn apartment. <laughs> I would you like to help us? That, I'm seriously like, I need him to teach me how he did all this. And he's from like an immigrant family, I believe. So he's clearly, clearly like goal oriented, which I think can be good for Survivor. You know what a green flag is? When Tasha Fox is your favorite player. Oh, that's, I didn't even see that. Oh, all I saw was that um, his little blurb in the Instagram clip about how he looked up so much to Yule. Oh, another green flag. Hi. Those are two green flags. Yule and Tasha? Oh, my God. You're a 10 out of 10. Hi. Yule Yule made Asian men look sexy, and I look up to him, and I was like, me too. And (laughs) you know what? He did. He he was my one of my sexual awakenings on this show was Mr. Yule Kwan. Great. I'm so happy that we... I'll agree that you I'm were not. insufferable about him, though. I was not insufferable. <laughs> okay, I do think like my main takeaways with High were he seemed like we were getting a lot of personality and backstory without it being overly gimmicky, which I think speaks to a good game that is about to be played or shown. And then just for my own personal note, both he and Chanel, who we already talked about, in their like written bios on the cast website or the um, CBS website, they both reference like traveling and being experienced in visiting other cultures. And then for their three words that you would describe yourself, they both use alliteration, which to me just is like something that, I don't know, in my mind, I'm like, I think you're going to be a better strategic player because of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And his were aggressive, astute, and audacious. He talked about being an astute um, observer of people on his why he should win video as well. So very aware of his skill set, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, next up on this tribe, we have Lydia. And I just wrote, oh no, a theater kid. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm going to try to listen more than I talk. And I wrote, gosh, I hope so. Um, I'm sorry to Lydia. <laughs> you seem like a very sweet um, child. But it's not for me. She Anna, did seem like a child. How young is she? She has. I think like 22. 22? I think so. I got improv vibes, like college improv like, vibes. Like, I want to be on TV and like maybe get to Saturday Night Live one day. Yeah. Like, but like, I will just be doing basement stand up. Yeah. Anna, what are the odds that Lydia went to Camp Broadway? Hi. 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 <laughs> but in the way that like Camp Broadway only comes to weird small towns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued to see her because I think it's going to be a glimpse as to what would happen if me and Anna ever went on Survivor in our young age. I just disagree. I want to be clear. She's going to be like uncomfortable on this tribe. Everyone else is going to be a very different vibe. And she's going to be like, hi, five, six, seven, eight. She does like Parvati though. And I was like, she so Green she said flag. she said though she was like Harvey is cool calm and collected three things which I am not so I'm gonna attempt to be her anyone who attributes the fact that they are funny to why they're gonna win Survivor doesn't know what's going on I'm sorry that intrigues me I just like found her her two videos that we watched like I don't think she's gonna do well to be honest but who knows but she intrigues me in the same way of what's that girl from the circle the lesbian who played her sister. Sophia. Sophia. In the same way that Sophia intrigued me. A weirdo put into a weird place that doesn't make sense to be there. And that's what I get from Lydia. She doesn't make sense to be on Survivor, but she's there. I honestly like, because I what I did was put their name, age, and job, and then I would add stuff. I didn't add anything. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lydia, 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 you're a woman on Survivor and therefore you have my support, but I need you to do something in the show. Okay? My, it's my request. 
Don't go home first. It needs to be a man. That's, no, that's my that's my manifestation for season 42. No more women going home first. I'm out. I'm over it. But if it had to be one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So I'm going to come back next week hating high. And Anna's going to come back next week obsessed with Lydia. Done. <laughs> done i reserve the right to completely change my opinion because we have so little to go on here you guys that like we're truly drawing the widest of conclusions based on the most minimal effort evidence and the number of people that in their bios are like never judge a book by its cover and you're like i am right now (laughs) (laughs) what else am i gonna judge you on bit you gave me nothing to judge you on so i chose the cover Okay, rounding out the Vati tribe, we have the last member, and that is Mike, the firefighter from New Jersey. I feel like I've seen this story before. It's Jeremy Collins, but not as cute. It's um Tom Westman, isn't it? Wasn't he a firefighter? You know who's yeah. more important to me? Jeremy Collins is also a firefighter. Okay. Yeah, I don't have much to say. He seems pretty standard as far as like survivor castaways go. He's like, I think he was 58. So he's a 58 year old man. He says he wants to play like Boston Rob. Shocker. He described himself as loyal, loud and fair. To me, he seems like the kind of person that like will do well in the tribe setting, but then will just get outsmarted by a more strategic player and like probably get roped into somebody else's plan because of that loyalty but then not have the strategic forethought to like beat them. See, I see him like trying to take the leadership role right away and then being being hated. That's like what I predict. And he he kept saying, "Yeah, I'm going to have to like work on not being loud." And I'm just like, "That's not really something you can fix in a couple months." I feel like like that's who you are. So, Stacey, it's 26 days. Well, no, I mean, like, even from when he, like, found out he was getting on till then to be like, oh, I'm going to work on not being so loud. Like, you can't. I'm sorry. Being loud is not a character trait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to be more patient. It's like your voice. Just just change the tone of your voice. But like some of these people do not know how to describe themselves. I know. I was like, ooh, we didn't get any social media training, did we? Wow. This is, this ain't it, fam. Also, it does not appear that CBS edits the bios that they submit, um, which I think they submit in their like application to be on the show. Yeah. And they just put them up on the website seemingly unedited, which feels bold to me. What a good word. Bold. bold. Nick, do you have any thoughts on Mike or shall we move on? He was another one of my red flags. Old straight cis men scare me. He flagged Tony as one of his favorite players, too. He did, but he also said everyone would think it's going to be Tony, but it's actually Ty is my favorite person. Oh, yeah. I remember that, actually. He was like, I think Ty. Actually, yes. This is Wait, so he's self-aware. Okay. Yeah, I think he started off as a red flag to me and then sort of began to Hmm. melt into a green one, but still flecks of red. But Stacey, I will say, I think he could very easily take the leadership role to his own detriment yeah i feel like firefighters are as a group like (laughs) tend to take the lead because they're like i know how to set up camp i know how to do things and like anyone who's in a blue collar job remember the blue collar job like couldn't get themselves together because they all want to do the all the work together it's like my gosh just conquer just like divide and conquer so i feel like they tend to take the reins and be like hey like i know what to do like let's just do this and it's like if it fails you're the one in trouble my guy I think he's the oldest one, too, I think. That is what so. the internet said. Like, the oldest one on this season. Which, like, I don't know what the app, like what the age range is, but... Uh, the youngest, I think, is 19, but we'll get there. Is that Zach? Because he seems young. I felt uncomfortable. I was like, you're a youth. I don't like this. It's You know how I know that the pandemic has aged me? Is that the people that are, like, 19 to 24 on this season, I wrote baby in my notes for all of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. wow cool that wraps up the first tribe and the first set of castaways we are going to move next to the taku tribe and their symbol is a turtle very very much reminiscent of the yasa tribe where's the we love so dearly with their turtles so time will tell if we get similar vibes here so first up we have jonathan who is our quintessential Aussie Island boy of the season. You gotta have one. And my toxic trait is that I was attracted to him. <laughs> terrible hair. I mm, I have no shame. I, I was like, oh no. He has like dreadlocks with like with like a with like a shell and on a it. Feather. I, can't. <laughs> I was like You know what energy he was giving me? Coconut vendor. The vibes. coconut sales. <laughs> I was just thinking. 
But what's his real name? No one knows because he was only there it's for like Vince. three episodes. Vince. I know. Vince. That was the part. Vince. Yeah, that was yeah. Part. Vince. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy just wants to be Ozzy, like, catch fish, yeah, catch a wave, catch a vibe, caught a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> One of his pet peeves is wearing a shirt, so, okay. Why am I attracted to this man? I am. You shouldn't be. I am. This is bad. But he just, like, doesn't seem to have a plan beyond, like, I'm gonna be a hard worker and a challenge yeah. beast, just like Ozzy. And I'm like, do are we still modeling our game after Ozzy, after all this time? At this point in time, Ozzy's not even the best version of his own trope. Yeah, exactly. Ozzy's the weakest version of his own trope. Come on. I just, I mean, all I wrote was, he wants to play like Ozzy, frowny face. <laughs> so, not a frowny I, face. I just feel like you need to list, I mean, yes, he did go to the final, but I just, I'm kind of with Nick of like, you could have listed someone more more successful i guess than that we're just more recent like if that's the game you're modeling after that's not more survivor recent. 42 that's not survivor 42 game yeah. like i love ozzy and i will till the end of my days i will love him unconditionally or toxic dream it is but he doesn't play a game that wins survivor 42 he plays a game yeah. that almost wins season 13 and then he plays it again in 20 and in 31 and like so many other times and it's like my guy it doesn't win you this game and you've played the same game every single time it's just not a strategy that's adaptable anymore he will be beneficial though in the team challenges that's how that's how they get you because they always make it to merge that that kid always makes it to the merge (laughs) and then they're like oh wait we can't keep him next up on the taku tribe we have who i have some feelings and i might save them till last but we have marianne Another BB. BB! My two cents on Marianne. She's freaking adorable. I love her so much. I just, my heart breaks because I think she's going to be the person this season that we do not hear from, but makes it really far in the game. The Heather, if you will. Oh. The Heather. And I'm glad that I watched this cast preview because I'm going into the season knowing that I like this person, knowing that I want her, like I want good things to happen to her. But I just get the vibe that she's going to be very quiet and play that like super understated social game. And maybe she'll prove us wrong, but that she'll like make it far because of those social bonds, but that we won't see any of it. See, I was getting that feeling more from Jenny than I am from Marianne. Mm. I really liked Marianne. I do think that she's going to be more quiet and more demure, but I think like she might be strong in the game. You never know with those Gen Z kids. You never know. They're pretty unpredictable. (laughs) Her favorite player is Davey, though, and she's like, I'm going to go further than him, but he had a good time, and that that is mostly my goal. And I was like, yes, fish work. I'm interested by your take, Anna, because I actually feel like she'll get a good amount of camera time, but just, like, is just too young. And then she's actually 24, so she's not the youngest, but, like, I just got kind of n- – not ready vibes. Is it going to so. be the edit where they're like, let's play the funky clip music behind her, where it's like, do, 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 do. And you're like, this is not a clown. This is a person. But Leave what? them alone. <laughs> Anna knows exactly what no, music no, no, I'm talking about. I can't do it again. Do it, it was again. a one time. It was a one time. <laughs> <laughs> knew exactly what I meant. Yeah, um, like, like the circus. <laughs> like they play circus music behind some people. And you're like, this is mean. Don't be mean. Her Instagram clip was really cute, though. She was one of many people in these, like, previews that were talking about either being immigrants or being from immigrant families and, like, talked a lot about their families. And she was so cute. She was talking about when she told her mom that she wanted to go on Survivor. And her mom was like, what do you mean? Like, if you want to learn how to survive, come to my village. I'll teach you how to cook and make fire. Like, why are you going on this show? What are you doing? She was like, no, mom, it's fun. <laughs> like, mom, it's, it's like for fun, show. but also t- for survival. And her mom's like, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, that's the, I mean, that's very real. Like, I feel like immigrant families, and I think her family must be from Africa based on like the accent she used to with her mom. But yeah, they, they're like, why would you, do, like, we came here to get you out of such conditions <laughs> and to like give you many more opportunities. And you want to go on Survivor <laughs> and like live on an island. So I could relate, but you just got to tell them you can win a million dollars. Like that's the difference. (laughs) So I don't see her winning a million dollars, but we shall see. But I see her being so like a good time on the way there. Um, Next up, we have Omar, uh, the Canadian vet who honestly, all I have to say about this man is that in the clip that they posted of him on social media, 
all he does is make animal references, like to how the other castaways are going to be like the animals that he sees in his veterinary practice, how he, like, I I don't even know how to, like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch it. And after about the fourth one, you'll be like, is this is this going to last the whole time? <laughs> is this going to be the whole game? Um, because all I have to say about him now is like, he's the vet. My thing <laughs> with him is I think he is going to be too distracted about being a super fan. Hmm. Like I, the, the two videos that me and Aggie watched, like both of his both times that he started to talk was like, well, I mean, I'm just so into Survivor. It's my entire life. And so I just think he's going to be too into it and distract himself from it. I liked Omar. I, maybe because he's from Kitchener, Ontario, which is where I used to live <laughs> when I lived in Canada. So maybe I just felt a connection. But I, I don't know. I felt like his video, he seemed very likable. So hopefully he'll calm down with the animal <laughs> references <laughs> and just talk. <laughs> but I actually, I have him like high up, honestly. I do think actually like what came across aside from the animal references, like if you got past that, we got a lot of his personality and in his like bio write up on the website, he talks a lot about his parents and his upbringing in a way that makes me think we're going to see a lot of him as like a person, potentially more so than strategy. So I'm, I'm interested to see how he performs in the game if we can get past the animal references, because if they persist, I will get tired of it. Uh, next up on the Taku tribe, we have Lindsay come through nameless white woman. Her whole emphasis is that she's very competitive. I get a little bit of the same vibe that I got from Tiffany last season. And so with that in mind, I'm trying not to prejudge her on her sort of sharp, competitive assertiveness, because that's what made me not like Tiffany last season. And then we got to Ponderosa and I was like, wait, Tiffany's super cool and chill. She also stated that she wants to play like Lauren. So I'm going to kind of reserve judgment on Lindsay mm-hmm. to what you guys think I liked her like from the video like I think reading the the bio I wasn't nothing stood out to me but I liked her personality in the or in the video it seems like she at least doesn't plan to like just be told what to do or just kind of fall mm-hmm. like be a goat it seems like she hopes to actually be making some of the decisions and yeah I mean she named Lauren so <laughs> that pushes you up a peg this will be a reference that none of you will get but please make it then I'm sorry. It's for the fans. <laughs> it's for the Top Chef fans who I know <laughs> listen to this podcast. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, she's giving Jen Carroll from Las Vegas. And so Jen Carroll in the All-Star season goes home second. And she was like, made it to the finale in Las Vegas. And everyone was gagged when she went home that early in All-Stars. Like, even the people she was competing against were like, what the fuck? And Jen's exit interview was like, my dad always said second place is first loser. So I wonder what he would say about second to last. And like, that's the energy that uh, Lindsay was giving. I was like, I don't dislike it. Like I'm reserving judgment, but that was the energy she gave in her interviews. Like she was like, I'm going to fucking come. Like I'm going to play. Like this is no fucking joke. And I was like, okay, ma'am, I love that energy, but like also maybe settle. Moving next to a player that I'm super excited to see, and that is Jackson. Jackson is an openly trans man, and it's highlighted in both his cast bio and the social media preview, which to me bodes well for some potentially very productive conversations on the season, because it seems like it's it's a big part of his story and what's driving him to play Survivor. And so I'm I'm excited to see that on the show represented as far as the strategy that Jackson lays out that he's going to play. He's very like, I'm already a survivor in life, so I can play survivor, which is a little bit cliche, but I'll allow it. And that he's expecting to come in and be underestimated. And that he wants to play honorably, which I'm like, I don't know how well that's going to bode. He also says that he wants to play like Elaine. And I can say nothing but great things about that. What's not to love? Weirdly enough, Anna, in the two things that we watched, it was not mentioned once that he's a trans man. That's so wild. Not once. He did not bring it up in his two question things that we watched. That's crazy. It is a huge part of the other two pieces that I watched. Yeah. Well, so what I did think was interesting was in the bio on the website it's like the question of or what are three things you wouldn't guess about me and it's like I used to be a girl so I thought it was like pretty it was like just kind of like sprinkled in there I felt like almost you know like it wasn't expanded upon in that part in the Instagram video he talks about it yeah almost for the whole thing yeah Mm. 
I the only two things that stood out to me about him since I he did not mention that he was trans and not that that's the only characteristic that he has, but like that would have been interesting to just know. I noticed he was a healthcare worker. And then he talked about how this has been 10 years in the making. And I love when someone is like been, you know, trying to get on the show. Um, And so his sort of like reason for winning, he was like, this is finally my time. Like they finally said, yes, like I am going to do everything in my power to win this game. And I like that. I can't even believe the huge differences between the content that they're putting out for these previews. Like you guys watched a completely different thing for every single player that we did. (laughs) Sorry, Stacey, you were about to say something. I was just, I didn't write a ton for him either, but um, I did write healthcare worker. And then also um, just from the videos. Yeah. It just seemed very likable. Yeah. He did have a very like warm energy, which I like. Yeah. Like I think he will have a good social game for sure. Southern warmth. He was Southern. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, like I didn't get much from him um, and truly no mention at all of him being trans at all, which I think, I think for me, if I would have known, I would have paid a lot more attention to him, which I think is like not really fair because like I shouldn't force mm-hmm. myself to pay attention to someone just because they are like LGBT plus community. So I think that does say a lot. Like, I don't know, like I liked him from what I saw, but I didn't get much and I'm intrigued mm-hmm. to see more. Kind of like Lindsay just didn't get that much from him. I think this this tribe, and we'll get to the last person in a second, but this tribe more than the other two seems the most like, what? What are we going to get from these people? Yeah. Um, Leading into the last person on this tribe who there was no Instagram video yet for. I imagine it'll be posted by the time this episode comes out. out, But this was Maria. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Aggie and Nick, did you guys get a video? Yes, she was in both of them. Okay, because there was nothing on Instagram, but I read the cast bio, um, and the vibes that I got were just like cool, chill mom. That's the vibe that's the because vibe. they asked, "Why will you win?" and she repeated the question back twice. She sat there like what? she was like this close to the camera, and then she's like, "Why will I win?" And she Why like had to I think win? about it. She's, she's like, like "What am I gonna back. do?" I don't like literally was like, "What's a good will question?" I and I was like, "Excuse me, you even thought about it once?" I got like chill granola crunchy mom vibes. She did note that um, in the bio, one of the questions is, who is your hero? Um, Mm -hmm. And she put that her brother was the first nurse in New York to die of COVID. And like the way that she phrased it, she was like, this person is my hero. This is who they were. This person was my brother. Yeah. Um, I imagine that that will be a part of her story that we see on this season. And I hope that we get a little bit more of her story beyond just that, because honestly, reading through her bio, that was kind of the only thing that really stuck out as far as like the way that she's going to play the game. But wow, it really, it was like a slap across the face when you read it and you're like, oh my gosh, I almost forgot everything that everybody had to go through. Yeah, that definitely stood out to me. But yeah, I'm sure that's going to be one of the like flashback scenes we see is about her her relationship with her brother probably oh and unfortunately she wants she wants to be a mix of angelina and tony i don't have feel strongly about either <laughs> so. i go back and forth on like if people are gonna put because everyone kind of always lists the same like winners and you're like yeah okay but like list somebody rogue but then she put angelina and i was like who the fuck is angelina angelina's the one who asked natalie for her coat in david versus goliath <laughs> Oh, great. Um, she, <laughs> she made it to the end. She was inspiring. She, she talked, so Maria talked about how much she loves Taj from season mm. as a person. And I was like, she's like, she's just like a mom out here doing the damn thing. And I was like, yeah, but Taj was so much more than a mom. <laughs> Taj was more than that, ma'am. So if you want to be like Taj, you gotta, you gotta step she up your game. On, she kept on saying, she's like, Taj was so loving. And she just was herself the entire game. And that's what I want to be. And I was like, yeah, but Taj's self was like a good player. Taj knew what the fuck she showed up for. Taj was like, I'm here to win a million dollars. Yeah. My husband, Eddie George, has his own money. And I'm going to get it. I'm going to get my own. Okay? And I was like, yeah, bitch, work. And then, and then we sent her home. And my heart, it couldn't take it. Couldn't take it. Damn it, Stephen Fishback. Oh. Do love oh them now. Gosh. Okay, we are moving on to our third and final tribe for this new season, and that is the I'm gonna say the Ika tribe. Ika, I K A. I guess we'll find out. My guess is Ika, but Ika, their symbol is a fish, and maybe Jeff is just gonna call them all like their animal. Totems, oh, also, he never says their names anyway. Survivor Wiki has their colors. The Ika tribe is blue. The Taku tribe is orange, and the Vati tribe is 
green. Lit. I liked the fish, turtle, and crab. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the fish tribe. And first up, we have Roxroy, who also seems to just go by rocks. So we'll see if he goes by his full um, name or just rocks. I put two stars next to him. I got good vibes. He's a stay-at-home dad, which is adorable. And he seems like he's coming in ready to play the dad card of like helping the tribe. But also he cited Cochran as a player that he wants to play like just in terms of like that Cochran was aware of what his weaknesses were and was able to then work around that, which I thought was a, a interesting thing to note. Um, I didn't get a ton to go off of from him, but I'm excited to see more of him. He gave me Russell Swan vibes. Like the in Samoa, more so than when he came back in Philippines. In the sense of like he feel like I agree, Anna, he felt like a dad. He had that energy that would like get your tribe motivated, make you feel connected, and make you wanna work harder for each other. And that was the vibes I got from him too. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a ton. I just put um I just noted that he's a stay at home dad and I think one of his traits he had in the bio was, I think, was, like, calm. And that could come in handy. He also mentioned Cochran in our video, Anna. And it was really interesting the way he talked about it. He's like, I'm a nerd, just like Cochran is. And it was really inspirational to see Cochran win and, like, have that, like, wherewithal about themselves, but also be smart enough to play the game for themselves and actually come out winning. And so I think I'll be very intrigued to see how he plays. I put, like, a star next to him as, like, I'm not sure where this is going to go, but I'm intrigued. I'm not sold yet, but I'm ready to give it another trial run. That was a weird analogy. I'm sorry. That was. That wasn't your head, head but it's fine. <laughs> that, we're going to move on. Okay. Next up, we have Tori, who I, I was a little confused by the vibes she was putting out. First of all, she was like, I'm a weirdo. I love Harry Potter. And I was like, is that? <laughs> that's no longer a unique like, is trait. Is that a weird thing now? I don't think it's That's weird not anymore. a unique trait, Tori, and that's okay. <laughs> it just it lacked a little self-awareness, but she did say she was talking about how her family binge watches Survivor at Christmas time and she was like, Jesus is first, but Survivor and Jeff are a close second. And that was funny. I think she meant it very earnestly, but it was the delivery was funny. Um, it's funnier if it's not earnest, but like it's also funny if it's earnest. Yeah, um, I just wrote mid in my notes. Like, I don't know. She seems like a sweet girl, but no. very much whatever. She's a therapist. I, I was about to say, I was just mostly annoyed because I want to be the next therapist to play. <laughs> and now, now it's been done. They're going to be like, we got to wait five more years or something. Because, I mean, the only therapist I can think of was um, Denise, who was a sex therapist. There might have been a couple others, but it's not super common. And that was like my plan for my audition. <laughs> so I was just annoyed with her. I got um, Natalie, the one who won. What's her last name? Natalie White. White. Yeah. Like I kind of got those vibes because I think she's going to talk about Jesus a lot, maybe. <laughs> and I think she's just going to be like that kind of, I don't know, just like a, a sweet girl. I That's kind of funny. that Natalie White prayed when they were doing the coconuts and playing pickup sticks. I forgot about that until you yeah. just brought it up. Um, she went. She asked the kid, "Are you a warrior of Jesus?" That was an iconic moment. Are you a warrior of Jesus? Are you a warrior of the Lord? I did my... forget about that. I totally <laughs> forgot about it. But okay. My thoughts on Tori were: I said to Aggie because her in the question of like why she would win, she kept on saying, "I'm a therapist. I know how to get people to trust me immediately." I went to school for six years for it, and I'm like, I'm wondering if you're smart enough to not let people know that you're a therapist. Because mm -hmm. I think if you let people know that you're a therapist, you're done. And like and that will really ruin Stacey's re chances of yeah, getting cast truly. on the show. So don't fuck it up for Stacey. But I'm just like, I, I think you have an interesting strategy. And like, that's a very interesting point. Like, yes, your entire job is to have people tell you their deep secrets and build that trust with them in those relationships. But I just don't have the confidence that you're going to be smart enough to pull off that strategy. I actually didn't really like that she was like, I spent six years being trained on how to get people to trust me. Because that's just not how I would define a therapist is not like trick people into trusting you. Like that's kind of the vibe I got. I feel like the actual goal is to like support people. And you could say like, but I'm very good at building rapport quickly. We might have to take this out because this is in my, this is for my audition. 
<laughs> so nobody steal this. If you're a therapist, there are other skills you could highlight besides like people trust me. You know what you should do for your audition, Stacey? You could be like, you know, Tori from season 42, I'm going to do everything that she didn't do. <laughs> Depends well, how she, what if she wins? Then I have to be like, I'll do that also. Next up on this tribe, whose name I've forgotten also again, Ika, TBD. Ika, Ika, we'll find out. Is Romeo. Romeo is a pageant coach. And I said, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> what do you mean who? He gave you plenty of information with just those two sentences. My name is Romeo and I'm a pageant coach. You've gotten everything you need to know. You don't need to hear anything else from him. You got him. He had a lot of like quippy one-liners in both the Instagram video and his bio. Things like, I always find a way to get what I want. I want to be remembered. And I think that's going to bode well for his screen time as well as his strategy. He seems very adept at like molding people and their perceptions as well as like knowing the exact calculated right thing to say as he, I imagine, would do in his pageant coaching. So I I don't know. I don't know what his vibe is or if I like it yet, but I do think it will bode well for his strategy in the game. I said we love a gay twink when he came on the screen (laughs) oh we just need more gay twinks on survivor you know (laughs) i actually kind of think he's gonna be good i don't know i got this like very gut feeling when he came on the screen i was like no i think he's gonna be good at this i think you have to be pretty shady to be in the pageant world and i think that could help him i think he could be a little too competitive which i'm a little bit worried about for him but his favorite player is sandra and honestly green flag so I don't know. I think I think there's something to be said for him. The way he talked about Sandra and her ability to like read people, understand what's going to work and kind of still slip by really made me be like, yeah, he gets it. Like he gets it. Um, so I'm very intrigued. I'm very int- I'm intrigued by Romeo. He was one that I was like, you know what? I think you could be good at this. Yeah, I was intrigued as well. I think it seems like he's heavily involved in the pageant world. And I think he said something about like Miss Universe or something. I can't remember which one he coaches people for. But I feel like you just have to be used to a lot of personalities, like a lot of emo- high emotions. Like you just have, you could have to be like quick on your feet. So I think he might be good. Um, but so on the CBS thing, he, he said, um, I don't think anyone has played a game like the one I will play. But I do want to achieve great survivor historical moments like Sandra, Suri, Parv, Rupert, and Rob. And I want to be remembered. So, yeah, I agree with, I think it was you, Anna, who said, like, seems like he wants, you know, he's going to have screen time <laughs> because he yeah. wants to be remembered. I think he's the he's the closest thing of all of these people that I could potentially see getting skewed as, like, a little bit villainous. Mm. Um, I think, like, we already mentioned, like, something about it's a little bit shady, and whether that's our interpretation of like the pageant world and like coaching. So I'm interested to see how he comes across as a person, because I do think he's going to come across as a strong player. So definitely going to keep some eyes on Romeo. Nearing the end, next we have Swathi. She is the youngest player at a whopping 19. No, I honestly didn't take away that much. She's a student. She's had some army training. She has an undefined strategy. And she said that she's going to play it safe in the early game, which I just think is a mistake. (laughs) Baby vibes. I don't think a 19 year old is going to be good at survival. I think you, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to go well for her. I just, well, when you come in and you're like, I have no strategy, I'm going to play it safe. Like girl, it's okay. Like this is what to me was kind of like, you just haven't lived enough, which it's not your fault. But like her greatest accomplishment or accomplishment she's most proud of was getting into every school I applied to. And I was kind of like, I mean, that doesn't really matter. You just go to one of them. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, it's not like a life. Ch- I don't know. There could be more backstory to that. But I was kind of like, I mean, I got into all the ones I applied to, but I didn't. I've never thought about that again. <laughs> like, I just, but the point is, but she's 19. So like, that might be all. But then like, she's also been in the National Guard. I feel like you just put that part and don't put in college part that's just me my contrast <laughs> i got into most like none of the schools i applied to so like sick i still got to go to the same one as stacy it just it's like you don't have much to pull from i feel like so that's the thing yeah i agree I, the lack of experience i think stacy that's so on the nose like that's exactly what that articulates it's not that like it's not a big accomplishment it is a big accomplishment you should celebrate getting into college but that is it that's all you got like 
I'm also just like... Like, the um, second biggest thing that happened to her is getting cast on this show. I think one thing we know for sure is that Jeff is going to put a ton of emphasis on how young she is and be like, how does it feel to be the youngest person out here? And we're going to be like, Jeff, nobody cares about this but you. Nobody. <laughs> you know what we don't need? That happening. <laughs> um. Also, she said... I live every day the way Tony plays. And that means you like you live a chaotic life. Like hiding in bushes? Like what? <laughs> and her hero is Elon Musk. Oh no. Red flag. Red flag. I have some concerns, but now I'm like, watch, she's gonna be like the winner because I don't I talked down on her. So I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Moving on to another baby baby, we have Zach. Slightly more eventful than Swathi, but also very much like, I don't know, you're young and like, he seems to want to play up that he's going to be non-threatening. He's a little nerd. He says, I'm going to prove myself where I can. And I'm just sort of like, I get it. But also it's Survivor. So like, even if you come in being like, I'm going to be not a threat. It's like, in saying you're going to be non-threatening, like someone's going to find something to find threatening about you. You know, Um, He likens himself to Todd, which I wasn't shocked by based on the rest of his bio. I did not see that part. Kind of love that, Zach. Deep reference, Todd. Love. Something that just made me tee-hee-hee. Adam commented on on Zach's like meet the... Person, I almost said meet the queens because that's what they do. Yeah. Wait, Adam, like short king Adam Klein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He commented. He said, "So excited to be back to play for a third time." Because <laughs> like it is, it looks like Adam Klein on his first season. Which, I mean, we saw how well that worked out for Adam. True. I guess, yeah. And maybe, like, I didn't like Adam at first, so maybe Zach will prove me wrong. Maybe maybe Zach will be more of Adam from Winners at War and not really Adam from Millennials vs. Gen X. Which is like. The one where he lost? (laughs) Yeah, but, like, Adam Winners at War is peak Adam. Yeah. Even though he lost, he's just 10 times better. I, reading the bio, I was like, I actually thought, oh, he's going to be, like, super arrogant and just, like, not. Like, I'm just not going to like watching him. But his video, I actually thought he was like more likable and like a little nerdy kind of. I think, was this the one I got like a little bit of Cochrane vibes from? I think it was him. Love so it. I think, like, I think I will like him more than I originally thought. But who knows? We'll see. I do think he'll make it farther than a lot of these people. So all I wrote down next to him is he said two things in his video about who is your favorite player. He said, it's Jonathan Penner, one, because he's a strategist, and two, because he's a Jew. And that's what he said. See, if I had gotten that, I would have... Yeah, short King Adam vibes, for sure. Anna, I'm not going to lie. When I saw his, like, videos, I turned to Aggie and I was like, I found Anna's favorite player. Interesting. Because he does give Adam Klein and Cochran vibes. See, I didn't get that as much. I would go... I suggest going on YouTube and watching his, like, why he would win and his favorite players because it's very much, like... Cute little defenseless nerd that needs your protection. And that's very much yeah. Anna's favorite player vibes. But he's also, he, also, he also named, he also said Ethan Zone was his other, or Zone, I don't know, was his other um, hero. Because, because flag. Zach's green lots flag. of green flags. And he said because he was the first Jewish person I ever saw on TV um, when he was five. He was five. Oh my God, he was five? <laughs> Oh, Wait, okay. No. I need to take a second look at Zach. Yeah, and I, I think you need to reevaluate. Also, because all your friends are saying Anna, he's for you, and you're like, he wasn't for me. But like, I wasn't actively against him. I just was like, what do you have to offer me? Which is now apparently a lot. Also, the name of this episode is Green Flag versus Red Flag, and also Ooh. bonus episode idea: sur- what Survivor Green Flags versus Survivor Red Flags? Putting it that's a fun idea. Keep a keep a tab on that. I like that. <laughs> We'll workshop it. Um, okay, you guys, we're at our last castaway, who I'm interested to hear what you guys say, because I don't think we're ending on like a super high note. The last player we have for this season to introduce is Drea. And my biggest takeaway was that she is just like a fitness pro, fitness, sports, athleticism, and then like the strategic business competitive angle that comes with being like a fitness bu- business owner which I do think will get her very far in the game unless people clock her as like, she's super athletic and therefore a threat. Likeable, but not a huge like standout right off the bat. Um, But I want to see more of her, very much so. I loved her. (laughs) Like, why are you making a sour face? I loved her. Is it me in my comments? Nick and I just said she was giving Sydney from Cal Wrong vibes. But also 
her favorite player is Kim. And she's like, that's my bitch. And I was like, yes, work. You get it. She said, she said Kelly in the CBS thing. Well, she was trying they... to get Kelly Wentworth to follow her on Instagram because in the Entertainment Weekly thing, she was like, it's Kim Spradlin. And I was like, you right. You right. <laughs> I really liked her. I thought she was interesting. Yeah, I think just because she does seem like a powerful, strong woman, I'm nervous she's going to, people are going to fear her and get rid of her early. Because she's a fitness person, I think she's going to excel in challenges and people are going to be nervous about that when it comes before individual. So I think she needs to be very careful with how she plays and what she does because it could result in an early out situation if she's not careful enough. She does though seem like the only person on this tribe who can carry them through a challenge. <laughs> so maybe she'll just bring her tribe to the merge and then But I also bring it think that herself. could be dangerous because you know whenever we have those people who are the strong athletic person but they're on a tribe that sucks and they keep on losing and they get more and more frustrated. I mean, it's very, um, what's her, like Bobby John and what's her name? Uh, Stephanie. Stephanie. Stephanie from Palau, where mm-hmm. me referencing Palau, a concept, but the fact that like those two were like always so frustrated and yelling because they were on a losing team, even though that they were so powerful because their team dragged them down a little bit. And so it's like, if that happens, I hope she like doesn't freak out on the people because she's losing so much. And in that sense, people are like, you know what? Fuck her. We're just getting rid of her now. Like we're over it. Yeah. I mean, I think her strength, like what she was like a college tra- or she was a track runner, all American track runner. So she's a track star. <laughs> I think that will come in handy during the group, the team things. Um, I feel like watching the video, maybe I got, I feel like she could be like Missy from 39 where she was like competitive and helped with the challenges, but she wasn't like targeted maybe because, you know, Aaron was there, other people were there, Um, but she wasn't like targeted right away. Um, I feel like she could be like that. And then also correction. She said the player she wants to play like is Kelly Wentworth, but maybe Kim is her favorite. Ah, That would make sense. She also, she gave me Desi from Heroes, Healers, Hustlers vibes too. I'm just kind of here to do my thing. And like, y'all going to come along the ride with me. And I'm like, I'm for it, Drea. See you there. Well, with that, that brings us to the end of all the castaways. So I guess we can kind of go around and say, I don't know if we want to necessarily pick like who we're rooting for or who we think is going to win, but just some people that we have our eyes on. Does that sound cool? We good with that? Yeah. 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 Cool. Does anyone want to kick that off or do we want some time to think? I think the people I'm like excited to see and think could do well are Chanel, Hi, and Omar. I think those are my people. I love it. Everyone everyone has the right to change their opinions after the first episode. <laughs> and even more after that. Minor Chanel, hi, Romeo, Andrea. So the two gay men and two women. Not shocking at all. <laughs> Nicholas. Um, I'm gonna follow somewhere and put Chanel and Hi. And then my last two people, I think I'm going to put Zach and I'm gonna go wild and put Marianne out there. Ooh. Interesting. It's because again, it's like, what are what is this criteria? Like, it's not who we think is gonna win, but who we're. I'm those are the people I'm excited to watch. To be honest, yeah. and I think yeah. Chanel and High are going to do very well. I think Marianne and Zach are wild cards. Either they're mm-hmm. going to excel or they're going to fall, and I'm excited yeah. to watch that. Um, I'm actually gonna say Marianne and Zach as well for kind of the same reasons of like, I want to take a closer look at these people because I think there's really something there. Um, And in that same respect, I would also say Romeo and I'm going to say Roxroy, which might be rogue. It could go either way, but I'm, I'm really interested to kind of get a closer look. So I guess stay tuned to see if, if our initial thoughts are right or if we eat our words, we won't know on Wednesday because we will hear nothing. Of that True. Episode. Not one. Yeah, you guys, if you're listening, we will be attending Bryce and Wendell's season 42 premiere party. We're going to watch the episode with some uh, reality TV pals. We're going to hobnob with some other Survivor fans. And Stacey and I are going to meet for the first time. Which is the most important part of it all, honestly. The fact like, that wasn't like, who are you immediately first, wild to me. Who are you more excited to meet, Wendell or me? Obviously you. Obviously you. That could have went dark. That could have been dark. Because she would have been like, obviously Wendell. I'm like, I would understand. I'd rather meet him than me too. Like, 
<laughs> Stacy or Anna, I think the real question is, who are you more excited to meet, Stacy or Jack? Obviously Stacy, but like, I'm very excited to like get a vibe from Jack. Got a vibe! <laughs> I'm excited. We're going to have a good time. And then we're going to have such a good time watching the season and talking about it every week. So definitely stick around for those episodes that will be coming out weekly after each week's episode premiere. And as always, we can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on the episode and the cast and watching it unfold. So stick around for more episodes. And thank you in advance for escaping reality with us. Bye. Bye. Bye.